Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 13 of the Pitch and Putt podcast. My name's Brian. We're here with uh, a few of the boys. We'll have Nick join us here in a little bit. Potential for shoe shock. But currently, Solo and I, welcome to the floor, Joe Passarotti out of Canfield, Ohio. Let's give him a warm round of applause. Welcome to the pod. Glad to have you on here for a quick little little interview for, for episode 13. Uh, we're going to chop it up. We didn't have picks for this week, uh, but we'll talk about uh, the RBC. We'll go over some of our picks uh, and Joe and I's standing uh, here at uh, into the Zurich. We'll be back next week for picks, so stay tuned for that one. Make sure to get your picks in. And uh, yeah, Joe, let's get right into it. Let's hear from you. Are you excited? Absolutely, man. Can't wait. I mean, been listening along with the boys, and you know, I'm really happy you guys started the podcast. I think it's a great idea. Told Nick and uh, Joe when you guys started it. I think the name absolutely hit it out of the park. Pitch and putt. I love it. So great work, fellas. Absolutely. So uh, let's let's dive right in. Joe, you've been playing golf for a little while now. Worked into to high school golf, and we're able to play with Nick and Ken and, and the boys at, at Mooney. Let's just let's open it up. Go ahead, start from the beginning, and, and just how'd you get into the game? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I actually think I probably started playing. It's pretty tough to put a, an age to it, honestly. I've been playing a long, as long as I can remember. I'd probably say about six, seven years old. Um, really started playing at uh, the Mill Creek Par 3 course. I uh, had a buddy of mine lived across the street, always did it. So, you know, I was bored sometimes. He'd bring me along, and that's kind of how I got into it. Um, when I really, really started to get into it, was probably still playing over at Mill Creek uh, Short Holes. I was playing in the um, little Saturday Saturday morning golf league. I'm sure you might have oh, been a few that. times. I was in that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I actually think I, I do remember now thinking about it, playing out there with you and seeing some of the other guys, you know, that we now know back then. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And then, you know, from there, started playing in those U.S. kids tournaments and, you know, stuff like that, trying to get some experience, you know, playing competitively. Uh, that's pretty much how I met Nick. Uh, I think I met Nick back when I was about 12, something like that. Uh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, playing in those tournaments, U.S. kids. Uh, Ken, we went to the same grade school, so I always knew Ken. But, yeah, Ken was always out there, you know, so we got closer doing that. And, yep, then continued on to Mooney, played golf there uh, four years. Yeah, junior year, me, Nick, Ken, you know, we went over to state. That was a really cool experience. Got to play that Scarlet course at OSU. Definitely one of uh, my most fond golf memories. Um, really cool, really cool to be out there. Uh, in that environment and uh, also to get to play that course really cool play it from I mean what essentially felt like the tips a couple weeks after the uh, what what was at the time the web.com was out there that was that was definitely an experience yeah yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and it's crazy just the transition and how we all kind of were in the area playing and and slowly kind of got our form and next thing you know we were all at different high schools and then junior senior year it's like we all kind of knew each other from those, you know, Northern Ohio tournaments, you know, and, and especially that the high school tournaments, you know, right. We knew each other from the summer terms and then, and then school golf turned around. It was, you know, Monday for an 18, you know, tournament at 7am and, you know, and we're, you know, we're hitting knuckles on the range, like, you know, ready to roll. And you normally would see that, you know, I think from other towns. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, honestly, it was definitely with, you know, a select few, you know, schools, I think. And I think you could probably relate to the same, you know, it wasn't, you know, every tournament we went to and stuff like that, you know, uh, Moody and Poland, we obviously didn't play in too much stuff together, but you know, every time we did, we were always, you know, chopping it yeah, up. It was either tippy like or that. YCC. 
Yep. You know, Trumbull, just you know, the main few that that gets that got yeah, started. those invitations where all the locals started. came in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was definitely it was just cool, you know, when we got to high school and knew all each other and got that experience to play with each other in those settings. So I guess like probably like seventh or eighth grade. Um we used to play in like this par three tournament at um Mill Creek every year. And like I really didn't know Joe, like saw him like a <laughs> few times in tournaments, but here it is, the part three. It always comes back. We were just we were just talking about the part three, how we all knew each other from back then. Go ahead. The part three is the best, but yeah, I just remember like the first time playing. I don't know if I was with you or not, but against you, beaten by one. I think I shot thirty. You shot like twenty nine at uh, the part three, and I was just like, <laughs> I, I was like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nick and, like, had battles, and like even like. Probably like the same year, like just before that, even like playing basketball. Um, iconic game at St. Charles. Oh, yeah. Go in the dagger three right in my eye. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know Joe was living that that much rent free in your head oh, yeah, for time. that long. We had, we had some battles, man. Like you said, we had the basketball one. Unfortunately for Nick, I, I hit one one shot all game. I airballed a few, and the one shot I hit all game happened to be the dagger three in overtime right in his eye um that and place then, is absolutely rocking <laughs> it was that was cool and then uh yeah i i didn't even remember that at the par three but i guess i got him at the par three yeah but then the the other one that i remember he got me on this one our it was our freshman year of high school we were uh you know golf tryouts and stuff you got to play the rounds for three days and all that you take your scores and what i think did you beat me by one yeah i think it was one yeah, so after three days total of golf, I think he beat me by one, and that was like the last spot for the varsity team when we were freshmen. Beat me by one stroke, and it was it was it was awesome. It definitely some good memories of those those battles out there. Unreal. And then obviously like going to state uh, our junior year, that was that was a special special year for sure. Yeah, that's what we were. I was I was talking about that a little bit. That was that I was saying that was just awesome. That was a really cool environment. And also just to play that course. That course was awesome. Have you been back there? Yeah, I've been back twice. We played like one random round in college, and then I played in the fall. Yeah, yeah well, just some special memories. I mean, how close is that to you? Yeah, it's like 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. And obviously, there's still people that are still in school down there, so you can get on. And Yeah. That's awesome. Need to yeah. play with the Rebel there soon. Take, take, take all his money. <laughs> right. <laughs> out there? Scarlet at OSU? No, was never, uh, never out there. Never got it's it. Off the uh, the tenth hole, the bunkers on the left, they sit. The bunkers spell out OSU. Wow. There's three bunkers, and one's a circle. It's a it's an O, and then S U. It's awesome. It's Hit sweet. The ball all three times we played it. <laughs> that hole is brutal to start on. It was yeah. We had the back nine start. That whole course was brutal, man. Do you remember what you shot there? I think 78, 79, and I was, like, ecstatic. Or sweating. Sweating. Ken, Ken should have won. What? Ken should have won. We ended up tying, It'll, but he had to he, shoot, like, 39 or 40 in the back, and then he shot, like, 45. Yeah. He was – I mean, how old was he, like, 14? Yeah, he was a He was a freshman? Sophomore. A sophomore. sophomore. In high school, yeah, and – yeah, we were pretty much playing that place from the tips, and he was shooting, like, what did he shoot the first day? Like, 73? I think we tied the first day. 
like oh, really? 77 or 78. And then, yeah, he shot like even or like one under, I think. Yeah, he went crazy on the front nine. Yeah. But yeah, tough, tough course. Definitely no let up in that course. No. You can't, you can't like take a break at all. Got to be locked in. No, I mean, I've, I have it seared into my brain, those greens. Like you'd hit an approach shot and you'd be like, all right, you know, that's going to end up. 10 yards short or something and it does and it's it's right on you know 10 yards short of the pin you're right in the middle of the green and then it'll it's coming right back to you right down the, the false front you know there's so many false edges of those places it was definitely a test for sure really, i shot nowhere near 77 79 i was <laughs> over the 90 mark you helped us get get us there so that's all we needed oh yeah that was also tough maybe when when, when did we end up playing that was that like end of october yeah, I think it was, like, the second or third week of October, which obviously, like, not great conditions in Ohio. No, I mean, I it was raining in, like, 40 degrees, yeah. you know, cold, windy, rain. Yep. Yeah, that was rough. That does not suit my game well at all, given, you know, playing from 7,200 yards on that kind of course. <laughs> For sure. Need all the roll I can get. So, Pass, we, we obviously know you let your parents live on a course in Youngstown. What are your what are your thoughts on Kensington? What they've done there, what what they can do. Let's uh let's, sure. let's hear yeah. about Kensington. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of stands where where I stand on it. The design's fantastic. I mean, it's definitely a fun course to play. I've probably played it a thousand times. Parents living there. Um yeah, I mean it's it's like I said, fun. Um just needs, you know, just needs more more attention to the course. Um, definitely beautiful facilities around there now. They got the banquet hall in there. They got, you know, the hotel and stuff. So it's nice and everything. But, you know, I, I, I would just love to see them put a little bit more, a uh, little bit more work into the greens, fairways, bunkers. And that course would be, you know, definitely one of the best, uh, definitely one of the best, you know, courses around Youngstown or in the Ohio area. It's got great potential. Um, I think regardless, it, it, it's, it's definitely always a fun course to play regardless. Um, you know, now if your round takes you six hours, but sometimes it does, you know, that'll happen. But, you know, you kind of have that anywhere with public golf these days, you know, everybody playing with COVID, but yeah, I'm a fan. Um, w wish it was better, but it's definitely a good time. I mean, definitely some of my favorite holes, you know, that I've played are out there. Um, I think one's a great hole, really tough. Green's miserable. Seven. I like yep. seven. I like seven a lot. Seven's a guy. That's the next one I was going to mention was seven. I like eight. Eight's a great par three. They got a lot of good par threes out there. Scenic. They do. Um, very tough, too, um, especially if you're playing the tips. I mean, that, what is it, 13 on the back? That's all you want. There. Uh, yeah, covering probably 220. You got to carry like 220 over all hazard, nothing but hazard in the green. Um, yeah, so it's got a lot of scenic holes. Some definitely some fun shots out there. You can get creative and aggressive or, you know, play it smart. So risk reward all over the course. Um, fun track. Yeah, they put a lot of money into like around it. So like hopefully they, they can um, put some more money into the golf course, like the the banquet center, the hotel, yeah, the simulators, exactly. the restaurants really good, really good food there. Even like the range, I mean. Just start with the range. I mean, that's that's a great, like, range area. Just get, like, the turf quality up and some better balls. Absolutely. Exactly. It's just the little things. I mean, it's the little things that, you know, the people that, you know, the, the golfers really pay attention to. Yep. 
yeah, exactly. Just a little better turf quality, cycle some new balls in there and, you know, just touch up some, some, some of the little cosmetic stuff. And it, it really would make the course a lot more enjoyable to be at. Yeah. I mean, the layout there probably within an hour of us public wise, even a lot of like clubs around Northeast Ohio layout wise, I don't think there's much better. It really is a beautiful course. That's appealing to the eye. And also it's really appealing to just the curvature of the golf course. You could get creative and shape a bunch of shots, both directions. And the only problem I have with it is in our area, it's, if you want to go play there on a Sunday, it's the most expensive 18 hole public 18 holes you'll find around here. And I just feel like none of that money goes back into the golf course. Like, if you're not one of the first tee times out, like if you're 10 o'clock on like a book Sunday, you're putting on Mars. It's like, there's just craters and nobody fixes their divots out there. It seems like, and it's just so frustrating because it is such a beautiful layout and a beautiful design. And I feel like that's almost being wasted because they're not putting anything back into the course and they're building up the surrounding area and the amenities, which obviously has its place but I feel like you should have made sure that golf course was 100% where you wanted it, how you envisioned it before you started building up around it. Before the tourism came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm a, I'm a fan of Rarington. <laughs> <laughs> the Big twilight deal is always fun too. Like, the twilight oh, deal yeah. is good four o'clock it used to, i don't know if it is anymore but it was 25 and you could play as, until dark after four yeah. o'clock on the weekend. And it, it's like hit or miss if you can get if you fit it in yeah <laughs> there's always that monday storm in youngstown at four <laughs> o'clock <laughs> i feel like that's a fact i i can say that at kensington i can say at youngstown every time i go to play on monday there's a 4 p.m storm coming through <laughs> like clockwork every, every time Oh my goodness. Yeah. But I mean, everything else out there is beautiful. They did put the simulators in and it's not like it's a poorly maintained course, but for one, what you pay and two, like everything else around it in the environment that it's in, when you go out there looking at just the hotel, they built that patio, you walk up and it's one of those places where if you've never been there before, you would expect an immaculate expect an immaculate golf course. And I wouldn't quite put it in the immaculate category just because of the condition that they keep it in year round. Yeah, I mean, I think you get the nail on the head there. I mean, that's that's pretty much how I would have said it. It's it's not in bad shape, but yeah, they could like I said, just the little cosmetic things, those like putting like putting on Mars with all the craters and those little things, you know, keeping fairways and, and stuff alive and just little stuff. Yeah. It's just when you walk by like to the first tee, you have like the outdoor fire pits and that big brick patio. And it's like, that's your, if you've never been there, you're going into this first tee and especially, I mean, you can't really tell condition wise from the first tee, but just looking out over the property, like this is going to be, a fantastic round of golf and I just feel like a lot of people get disappointed after hole one two three because then it starts getting kind of low in areas and then 
it doesn't really drain all that well. Yeah. So, still a good track to go play around here, but it could be so, so, so much better. And truthfully could be one of the best courses in Ohio if, if they would put the money into it. Number five might be the most insane par five ever. Number five? Yeah. Yeah. Around yeah, the corner? Just everything about it. Oh, no. No, no. Yeah. yeah. it's got. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much got to hit a oh. five iron. And you got to hit another five iron. Or you Up can take. Over trees. It... And the green's like a sliver. It's like so narrow. Yeah, it's got the three tiers with the big bunker. It's fun yeah. though. It's it's a whole like you you never really see. No, yeah. There's there's a few of those out there. They're just very different. The best yeah. was a uh, number nine last time we played pass. I think I I put one down like the left side, and I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's not in the water. And you're like, I bet you ten bucks it's in the water. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's it's dry for sure. And then we go up. Surely enough, it's in the water. Oh yeah, we're staring at it two feet in. <laughs> On. That pond comes out so much further than your eye can see off the tee box. It's crazy. That's a good little hole, actually. I like number nine. That is number a great hole. And that pond does come out, and it scares me. <laughs> I've been on, like, the red tees of 10 Yep. more times than I can count, just because I know I'm at least alive over there. Oh, that's almost <laughs> every. It's a garden spot no over there. No problem getting it around the green from over there. you got no chance when you hit it in the water. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to stop that ball going in the water if you are a little left. No. no. Like, it's just fairway. Isn't it just fairway then into the water? Fairway into the water. No rough, nothing. Nope. <laughs> All right, folks, let's get into this week's mailbag question. We have an interesting one from Tony Velasquez. He writes, boys, what do we think about the simulator hole-in-one? Is it count? Is it something that we keep on the record? Do you save that golf ball? let's let's start off with nick yeah i've uh personally witnessed one uh with joe shushak here um definitely doesn't count but i think i think to some extent it should um i mean it's like a full shot it's obviously like simulated obviously it's not like real but i think that honestly could like be right there with a part three hole in one like similar weight if it's like if it's like a decent number i think joe hit like a nine iron or eight iron I don't know. That's like, it's a decent shot. Definitely like something you, you, you would tell people about if like you say like, oh, you got a hole in one. No, but a simulator one. I think it's still pretty cool, but what do you guys think? It 100% does not count. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I'm on that way. I'm on that way. That's for sure. Yeah, it does not count. There's no it's almost way. with all the computer and the sensors, it's giving me slot machine vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if you're that right one. I, I agree with Nick with like the part three thing, like, you know, at a part three course. I mean, that's, that's a stretch for me too. Like it, it's, it's a, in a similar category. I agree. I mean, it, at least the part three thing is real. I mean, we're talking about you hit a ball and it actually goes into a physical hole, but the simulator thing, like, like Brian just mentioned the slot machine vibes, like, you know, you, you just kind of time. I will, I will add that I feel like a par three in-person holdout is or hole in one is more in the hole out chip in category. Yes. Rather yeah. than being in a 
hole in one. 160, 170, 210 yard par three, whatever it is. Hole in one. I feel like you could say, hey guys, I was on the simulator today and I chipped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the simulator does not count whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have a 0% chance of getting a hole in one at, I forget what hole was at Muirfield. Number eight. Yeah, I that <clears throat> I'm lucky to hit the green these days, let alone actually get a hole in one. And I don't have backspin on the ball. Like I don't suck balls back. This thing spun 15 feet. It was incredible. Like I was sitting down and then the ball just headed up in the hole. So there was a good 10 seconds between the ball hitting the green and the ball rolling back in. So that is 100% not out or does not count. I'm sorry. But if we have a little time, I will get and defend my stance on the par three hole in one. It, 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 no, it's not as Will would argue a USGA sanctioned course or whatever the fuck <laughs> that was. But I don't understand why it shouldn't count because okay, maybe it's not 180, 190 yards, but if you're 110 yards away and you put it in and you're playing the course that is given to you, granted, it's a par three course, but it was your first shot on a hole that is a par three and you're outside hitting off of grass or whatever it may be to a green and it goes in the hole on the first shot, I just don't understand how that can't be considered a hole in one. Now. People are like, well, it's different than an actual par three. It's easier. It's not as long as an old. But how many times are – when was the last time anybody here has hold out from 110 yards? Four years, five years. Yeah, been a while. No like, it doesn't happen 14. often. It's not, like peop- it's not like people are going to Mill Creek short holes. And it's – people are shooting 18s. It's not holding one city. Like, you still have to hit a good golf shot. And I feel like, okay, maybe you do have to tell a story. Yeah, I do have a hole-in-one, but it's on a par three course. But I still think you say I have a hole-in-one on a par three course, not, oh, I hold out on my first shot on a par three. <laughs> see, that's, that's not even what I – see, he took my words and twisted them now. <laughs> uh, Joe, I, I agree. I mean, you definitely make a pretty good point saying that. I mean, you did hole out it's you know one shot i think where the where the discrepancy and the problems come in is when there's you know the 60 yard par three at the par yeah. three and you know i don't think you frame the golf ball like i don't think you have a whole like dedication to it but okay. i think you me, say like that. i think i think it's considered a hole in one but i personally wouldn't be putting that one on my wall yeah see that's i could understand that but i i just don't see how you word that into a way where it's at the end of the day, no matter how you word it and how you break it down throughout the conversation, whoever you're having with somebody, you put the ball in the hole on the first shot. Now there might be an asterisk next to it, but if somebody gun to your head and somebody says, do you have a hole in one? I I would, I say yes, because technically I do. I put a ball in the cup on my first shot. Yeah, you do celebrate it as okay. You hold out with a four iron from two oh five on a normal par three. No, but I still think it's something cool, and I don't think anybody here would turn down getting a hole in one on a par three course. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, mailbag question of the week. 
we'll uh, have to uh, put it on a story. Let's see what the folks think. But uh, all right. But just to wrap it up, if there's anybody out there that thinks a simulator hole in one's an actual hole in one, come talk to me, please. Yeah, as as Joe say straight. As a simulator hole in one haver, <laughs> it's not. I I sat down and I continued to eat the chicken finger I was eating before I went up to tee off. And I went <laughs> up with my dad. That golf ball, God knows where that golf ball is. There was no celebration. It was just like, oh, that went in the hole. That was pretty sick. And then we just continued on with our simulator round of golf. And with the par three one too, like my hole in one was only one eleven. So like, I mean, that's a. That's Are we a, gonna take that away from him? Okay, it was on an exactly, actual course, but the exactly, exactly, yeah. So I mean, like, it that's like a par three course number, but they come like in all shapes hole. and sizes. Exactly. I've just, I mean, I've personally seen a buddy. Callan? Is this Callan? Yeah, I have to bring it up because it doesn't, <laughs> there's just no way. I mean, I've been playing golf my whole life. I never got one. This dude's first round of golf, like his fifth hole, he skulls one and lifts up his head and it, for on the 59-yard hole. He skulls one and lifts up his head and it hasn't rained in two weeks, rolls right in the hole. <laughs> Absurd. Like, that's tough for me to be like, yeah, it's a hole in one. I mean, you know, total distance uh, traveled in the air was three yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's – then what is it, Joe? No, 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 it's literally a hole in one. It's literally a hole in one. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue the point. I, you can't argue the point. You make a very valid point. My, my point to that would be, like, to what we were saying earlier with, you know, like, framing the ball or whatever like especially the 60 yard one i mean i think you can get away with it what is it i think 16 or 17 out there 130 yards i mean you hold that one out there can be a conversation about it being a legitimate you know home one i think the yardage has a lot to do with it at, at a par three course on a real course if it's 100 yards it's 100 yards you know it is what it is you, like you said you play the course you're given and that's part three course you do too they're all home ones but there's definitely levels to it so say, what's the more legit hole-in-one? You go to a par three course and it's 125 and you get a hole-in-one there. And then in Nick's case, it's like 111. Like who has the more legit hole-in-one? Because if distance matters, the guy with the longer par three course hole-in-one. If it's like 180, if it's like 180, if it's like 180, I would say. But if it's like ten or twenty yards, it's got to be the real course. Okay. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's the real course for yeah. sure. Because it's like an actual. I mean, they're both actual rounds, but. I mean, but like, I mean, at least speaking. It's a fair, the, it's a fair point, though. And point like the Mill Creek at Mill Creek, you're hitting off like. I mean, it, this is my best argument for you too. You're hitting off a mat. <laughs> <you're> not, <laughs> what if you? I'm the guy. I'm the guy that goes to the left of the mats. I make. I make nice divots. For the grounds out of the rough, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope they're not. Well, is the dis not. is the distance the is it the course or the distance that's like the main factor for you guys? The course, yeah. Course is main, but like I, I I'm just saying, I think there's just more weight behind it uh, at a par three course when it's longer. I think regardless, there's going to be an asterisk behind it. You know, if you're talking to somebody who golfs a lot. 
maybe they call it, you know, oh, well, it was at a part three course. But I don't know. I, I agree with you in a lot of this. I just think this I, – I'll, I'll stand on this, is that the 60-yard ones, those don't count as – they count as hole-in-ones literally at to your point, but I don't count them. Um, they shouldn't be celebrated. Yes. It, that's a hole out to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like below 100 even. Yeah. That's like, yeah, around I mean, there. If you're playing a par three on a real golf course that's below 100 yards, you got to move back. So what's your, what's your number to be proud of your hole in one, regardless of where it's at? Like what's the bare minimum for you to I'm actually got, be look happy? Par three course in a long time. But I mean, I never made a hole in one, so actually it doesn't matter. But uh, I think mine is like pretty close. Like it was, it was 111, but that's like pretty close. If it's, a, if it's like less than a hundred yards, that that's where it would be. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want an iron in hand. I don't want, I mean, it's definitely gotta be, I, I love the 150. Like if you're in an outing, it's most likely going to be more than 150, 160. I think that's the. So that's you won't celebrate spot. anything lower than that. I mean, if I have nine at YCC in this case, yeah, I have a hole in one. I'm definitely. I mean, but, I mean, Brian, there's a. Ton. So then why isn't the hole in one, the 127 yard par three at Mill Creek? Why isn't that a hole in one? At Mill Creek, par three course. There's. Yeah. I would count that. The longest one there is 125. That's a hole, bro. That's a good hole. I would count that. That's a real par three. I mean, Joe. So, so it's the length of the hole, not so much the course. Let me uh, ask. <laughs> You tell me what holes at Mill Creek Par 3 are, like, legitimate Par 3 golf holes at a real golf course. Three. The one uphill. Yep. Agreed. That, that's the first one I was going to say. Um, all right, then we got to get to the back nine. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go far. Um, the one back up the hill is pretty good. Uh, what is that? 10, 11, 12. 13's pretty. I mean, it's only 110, but it's like uphill. 13 or 14, I can see. The hole after that, that's the hole like after- along the road. Yeah. Against the road, the coming down the hill. So there's a couple holes that, like, if you saw this distance on, obviously, like, not condition wise, but if you saw, if it was on, like, a course, like, good condition, like, you wouldn't really. You'd be like, oh, a nice like short part of three. You wouldn't bat an eye. Like, why is this here? Yeah, agreed. And that, yeah, that, that was the question I was asking. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting to is that, what, what, seventy five percent of the holes out there, maybe more, eighty percent of the holes out there, you wouldn't necessarily like consider a real part three. Yeah. So I think that's what I would kind of base it on is like if I'm looking at the hole, regardless of the distance, maybe whatever it is, like. Yeah. If I'm looking at it, it's like, yeah, if like you, if you could see this being somewhere, like exactly. if you go and yeah, something that you're not going to get up to and be like, why am I playing this hole here? Like, what's this? See, I think that was my main argument. Really, I'm not all that passionate about it. I, it's a great conversation. It is a good conversation. I, I just, I think it has to be like hole dependent. Like, I just don't think you could go out to Mill Creek Short Holes and say you do get a hole in one on 17. I don't feel like that should be taken away from you or count any less just because of where it's at. Like that's a legit, that's a legit golf hole. 
like a legit par oh. three, you could find places. Absolutely. So I just wanted to make, I think the point I was wanted to make was, I think you should judge it based more, more so on the hole you're playing than, and then even like, let's say Pardos, for example, have you ever played that par three course? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple like legit golf holes there. You're hitting off of grass. Yep. 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 So if you go out there to a par three, that's 125, 130, I don't think that should be. No. Nope. Shit on. Oh, we're definitely on the same page. We're on the same page. Uh, next mailbag question here. Will Wentworth, what is our favorite bucket list course that we haven't played yet? I'm going to say anywhere overseas. It'd be hard to nail that one down, but. I was going to say St. Andrews, just like hitting the road hole shot over the hotel would be pretty cool. And just like all the history playing there, that'd be fun. Joe, what's yours? Well, I played, I played five of my bucket list courses, so I actually have to think about this one. Oh, look at you. Are we doing like private, public, like things we actually have access to? Like I can't just say Augusta because that's like legit not possible. Yeah, it got to be. Yeah, in the realm. within uh, reason. Within reason. I mean, within reason, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a couple. I mean, there's obviously, like, Sawgrass and there's, like, Pebble. I, I'd probably say Pebble. Right, I think I'm going to copy Nick. I think St. Andrews is probably just because of the draw and, like, the history. And it's something that you could, like, book a trip to and it really not be that big of a deal. Like, yeah, you, you can get there pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely go there. Let's make a trip, Joe. I would love to. Oh, I would love to. Just, just good to have pass on. Definitely, uh, we'll get you back on for sure. Of course, boys. It's yeah, good time, boys. Episode thirteen of the Pitcher Putt Podcast. That'll do it. Huge shout out to Joe for joining us on late notice. Nick, Joe, again, thanks again. We'll see you in fourteen. We'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, boys. See Cheers. You, fellas. See Guys. you.